Up there in the sky, it's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Darth Vader. One Emperor Palpy. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Hands of Boys Comics Hour, your home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 257. How you doing, Eric? I'm okay. You have to, you have to a- ask me yes or no questions. Are you good? No! Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, we are discussing Darth Vader by Kieran Gill and Salvador Laraca later on in Nerbo Book Club. Talk about red lightsabers. Basically, I mean, it, is really, it is really critical what color it is. For 25 minutes, we're just going to talk about red lightsabers. That's really all we're going to. That's really all this is for. Well, we're going to wrap up with a discussion about purple lightsabers. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, before that, though, we have comic books that came out the past couple weeks to talk about. Are you ready, Eric? Are you excited? Hey, man. Yeah. I read all this for a reason. I thought you were going to go, no! No, I'm tired of that already. Uh, okay. No one, no one, everyone knows that beat up joke. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's time for, for a second, it's time for Floppy Sport Nightly. Floppy Sport Nightly is part of the show. Eric and I will read a selection of the past couple of weeks, books, tell you buy or do not buy them. Uh, we get, we'll tell you. If there's a mush meter involved, it might go. It goes from one to five. Feeling mushy. Those things can happen. Mm-hmm. Our first book is X Men number six, written by John Hickman, art Matteo Bafagni, Bafagni, colors Sunny Go, letters Clayton Cowles. This train just keeps on rolling. Now we're we're dipping in to see what Mystique's up to. Mm-hmm. It's getting reborn. I I want her wife back. I mean, I understand. I I I mean, in that panel, I imagine she sounds like liam neeson give me back my daughter she can probably sound like liam neeson she, she absolutely she, she yeah she could she just turns yeah. into liam neeson yeah she, she could be anyone um this book i don't know continues to be good i like it i like the way that it has varied it's are you doing that is that you is that you keep yes making noises <laughs> I'm sorry that my keyboard makes noises. How? It's the old adage goes, if it ain't clacking, you're lacking. <laughs> the old adage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need. I think Jesus said that once. It's in the Bible. Jesus was a very big fan of mechanical keyboards. <laughs> he loved them. Uh, he, he really did. I like the way this book manages to go very broad and covering a lot of different topics. A lot of, many, many, many members of the team bigger things and then it narrows itself back down to focus on a single character because this is really issues all about mystique and the this is not and i i really also appreciate that this book has earned my trust because every single loose thread that has been introduced you know going back into original uh, house and powers of x they have been they don't they're not forgotten this stuff has been was introduced back 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 last year it is still a part of the story 
It is not just, well, we're, don't worry about that. It's too complicated. We're not going to bother. Hickman has a, has a plan. It's it's almost like the Jonathan Hickman, Charlie Day string system works. I think the art's very good. Um, I can't I can't pop you for nothing today. I smiled. Like, is that enough? Or... <laughs> well, we're not recording this with a webcam. It's unfortunate. You have to you have to emote. Uh, I'm a I'm a buy. You have to sell more. I think this is a good look. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I mean, I could have told you that without even reading, and I'm like, that book's gonna be good. Uh, you gotta read things to know if they're good or not. Uh, I'm pretty confident that this whole run, there's there's probably a good year or two of A plus content that's gonna be hitting the shelves. I imagine Hickman's got an excess of ammunition here. This is. This is good. It it the being centered around Mystique is extremely compelling. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot to say or even add about it. I I, I could have told you that I wanted to read it just just based on everything that I know at this point. All you have to say is to, to avoid it. You have to say bye. We don't need to. We don't need to keep up this this ridiculous, this farce. Okay, double by excellent number six. Our next book is Wolverine number one, written by Benjamin Percy with art. Uh, the main story, Adam Kubert, the I guess backup story. I don't know if it's a backup story really. It feels like it's kind of essential too. Yeah, uh, but it's is, a whole different. No, uh, it's it's two Wolverine stories. Yes, Victor uh, Bogdanovich, uh, colors by Matt Wilson on that story. And the uh, the main the first story is colors by Frank Martin, letters by Corey Pettit. Remember Wolverine? I've never heard of the man. Never heard of Logan. Weapon X. Patch. Patch is one that I think I forget about. I like Patch. He's fun. Um, he's I don't know. This book's a lot good. I don't know. I I think my only complaint is um the the kind of frame narrative of him having murdered a bunch of x-men yeah and he doesn't remember it i'm just like i don't guys i've seen this i've seen this movie before please can we not get past the story to start with wolverine murdering everyone and trying to figure it out because there's multiple of them in the past like decade even <laughs> enemy of the state old man logan can we big stories very popular ones but other than that wolverine hunting down like weird plant cultists with the x-force and i guess he's going to be partner up with uh with lebowski <laughs> on this mm -hmm. that's definitely that's the dude uh fighting some terrible ghost lady and hey for the other story you don't have to it's got okay eric yeah let's hear me out you know what this the second story's got um does it have wolverine fighting vampires it has vampires Mm -hmm. It has a Dracula. Mm -hmm. it does have it has Dracula? The Dracula. It has Dracula and it has Omega Red. Yeah. Stop digging. You hit oil. It's true. I mean, of this is, I mean, it's completely stupid. Oh yeah, but, but I I don't really care. Like, 
I I can I I can literally I can literally reach my hand out and put my hand on what is this? What if number twenty four, where Wolverine becomes Dracula? I this is this is my shit. I like it. We 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 they put a spigot in Logan's neck because mm-hmm. these vampires are practical. Uh, we got mm-hmm. a night, uh, like a crusader vampire lady. I like her. She's got UV light trying to roast some vampires alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like both these stories. Uh, there one is the vampire one is is probably pretty stupid, but it's it a is, lot. It's gonna be absolutely just but, the dumbest thing ever. But it's a lot. And of fun. I don't care. I'm 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 happy. Yeah, I I I enjoyed both of these stories. I I love Wolverine. I'm 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 ready for them to get past the thing where he just murders all his friends and they just take it as for granted. And okay, did he actually kill them? I mean, one they're not dead because they can be brought back, but. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's a little weak. That's sauce. my that's my one. That's a a, a nitpicky. I I don't think it will end mm-hmm. up mattering very much. But I'm a buy Wolverine number one. It's a very good good comic book. On in both stories are. I can I can look past it. I, I I I'm more more high on it than I am low on it. It's 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 good and it's a lot of content. It did cost seven dollars. That's a fair a lot. That's a fair amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's, so you're start, that, it, you're, it is it is as long as two issues and has two serviceable stories. So is that a buy? Yeah, yeah, of course it does. You can't t- you take nothing for granted, Eric? It's a secret. Life. You know, I'm gonna take whatever I want. Ooh, kind of uh, I am. all right, okay, I see how it is. Mm-hmm. Double buy Wolverine number one. Next up is Gwen Stacy number one, written by Christos Gage, art Todd Nauk. Colors Rachel Rosenberg, letters Joe Haramania. I'm gonna here, Eric. I'm gonna do the old Johnny Carson bit. Is that what you're gonna do? I'm gonna do an old Johnny Carson bit where he, he pretended he was a psychic, and he put a, a like an envelope up to his head. Mm-hmm. And guess what it was saying? Are you gonna Are you gonna wear a weird racist turban? No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna affect I had some terrible uh, accent either. No, you should uh, put a. This is this is tw- the year twenty twenty. Why don't you put a Indian headdress on? No, no, that's no, that's no, <laughs> that's no, that's bad. Uh, I'm just I'm, I was. This is me just going. Eric's gonna say this feels like Archie to him, and he hates it. I why would I say that? Because <laughs> that's what it, I don't have a big problem with this. It's, okay, it's all right. It's it's cute, and it makes it it it, it makes a character who was fridged a character like she's a a person with things that she wants and feels and it's cute and i don't know i i like it it's not like groundbreaking but like it's gwen stacy just being a teenager and like she's gonna be the main character and stuff's gonna happen to her and she's gonna figure things out and i'm okay with that what does that i was i mean i, don't I was fully expecting you to go these teenagers don't sound like teenagers sounds I like a 65 year old you don't care don't give me that I, eric I, all right I, I how many how many archie comics have i made you read where you go okay here's here's here is what you need to take away with this i irrationally hate archie <laughs> I mean, I still think that the criticism of something shouldn't sound like 
you know, you, <laughs> they're like, let's go down to the sock hop. But like, this is this is like they they look and feel like they're from the era where Spider-Man was written. You know, it looks like that. It's not trying to be super aged up and modernized. I mean, there's is this going to change the world? No. Is this providing character and agency to a character that could have been and maybe should have been rebooted and done this way? I mean, and, and, and was in, you know, certain uh, like like Spider Gwen, obviously, or Ghost Spider, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Ghost Spider There's now. There's nothing really egregiously horrible about this. It's cute. It's fun. There's, uh, I mean, whatever. Right. Read it. Let it's me. Fine. I'm gonna let me complain then. I want to complain. Please, please. I I live for your vitriol. It's not vitriol. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, t- I don't really have strong feelings about this one or the other. I think that's the problem for me. Uh, mm-hmm. If I'm gonna have one, but I kind of like. There's multiple. Like they walk past the library and Peter Parker is just studying a book that says advanced adhesives on it. I'm like, and then later on on the television, Ben Parker dead. I'm like, okay, uh, I get it. Spider Man's around, guys. I understand. I know. And then Green Goblin. <laughs> I gotta get this police sergeant. I'm gonna get him. <laughs> I I hate to tell you this, but the the whole Spider Man world is about a guy that puts on pajamas and gets like the strength of a giant insect. I don't think it should be about subtlety. He literally does fight a green man, you know, and a dude who wears a a, a, a rhinoceros suit, like a skin tight rhinoceros when, suit. And when is this set? What year is this like take place in? The, 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 the some terrible amalgamation of now and 1960. <laughs> That's I think I would I would like a year. <laughs> I would I would say that this is set in a year where there's less racism than 1960 and they have <laughs> cell phones. OK, but they still they, they, st- <laughs> they still go. They still go on um, malted milkshake dates or whatever in the shit. And the and the, and the gangsters dress like with like yeah they they, they have the, the, the classic suits. stupid like Spider Man gangsters I'm a sucker for that dumb era of Spider Man it makes me happy this book is not like amazing but like it's pushing a lot of the stupid things that I like about the whole Spider Man world it's it. It, it, it's i can't say that it's great but i it make it fills me with some joy okay is it's that, is that... some good and it, i i think also like when you're kind of correcting um i like mean years of fridging i mean she's still you gonna... can you can give you can give fiction pass to be like a little bit not serious and groundbreaking she's still she doesn't. This I don't think this is going to erase her getting killed by the Green Goblin, Eric. Well, I see her alive right there. I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I think if I think if this ends, I think if this ends with her being uh, her dying, 
if she like looks right at the camera and says, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> and then she dies. What if it, think what if it does? Bad. What if it does in that way? It's bad. Then I like retract your statement. Marvel comics have just completely gone bad. Throw the whole company in the garbage. Are you a buy? Yeah. Okay. I don't see any reason not to. It, it's there's there's good here. I'll, I'm a very mushy buy. I'm like I think a, that's acceptable. I'm like a f- four. I had to make that all that noise to figure that out. I mean, you didn't scream no. No. That's all I, that matters. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that this episode anymore. We don't need to do it anymore. So we've done it enough. Uh, that's a double by Gwen Stacy, number one, Mush Meter 2. Our next book is Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, number two. Story and art by Daniel Warren Johnson. Color, Mike Spicer. Letters, Russ Wooten. I don't think anyone but Daniel Warren Johnson needs to make comics, though. Everyone else <laughs> should just quit. They should stop. Yeah, I, because this is everything the man does is just pure art. She drives a jeep into a mutant monster and splooshes gas on it. I guess turns out humanity's bad. <laughs> I mean, that's the message that we keep telling ourselves over and over. And then that poor her her mom got her arms chopified. Mm-hmm. by that kid i don't know this book's great i don't know how it's like yeah it's just amazing daniel warren johnson's amazing <laughs> it's beautiful and sad and 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 full of awesome action and it did not go the direction i thought it was gonna go it that same yeah but i like yeah. that that's good i like yeah it i'm very shocked by it like you really had a sense that like it was gonna tell this story in the first issue and this does feel like it like it grows out of that but still manages to keep me guessing it's pretty remarkable yeah double buy wonder woman dead earth number two uh it's the best wonder woman story that i've ever written i've ever read it's ever been written probably and probably will be by the time it's done uh you should buy it and read it i'm gonna go get i'm gonna go to the comic book store and buy both covers of it i don't really go buy physical comics anymore but Make an exception for this one. Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta go after the things you love. <laughs> it's true, you gotta try. It is. That's uh, double buy. Next book, Tartarus, number one. Written by Johnny Christmas, art Jack T. Cole, letters Jim Campbell, uh, designer Ben Didier. Didier? Uh, big ol' hunkin' hunk of science fiction, Eric. <laughs> Are you sure this is science fiction? There's certainly some science fiction in this, yes. I feel like this is just like like Johnny Christmas just like did a bunch of acid. <laughs> I and mean this is his this is his n- dream journal. I mean, this makes sense. I'm not like Are you when, sure? <laughs> yeah. I know what's happened by the I like I I know mostly what has I mean, happened. I get it too, but like still I I this is still like a bunch of random stuff, and because I can piece it together by the end of it. Well, I mean, there is literally, there's literally a man who spells it out for us by the uh, the last five pages or something. But this is this is a bunch of crazy, just just shit just happening and not giving me any chance to to 
understand stakes or character motivations or any of that. And it looks so nuts. I don't give a shit. What the man with the green beard when he or green face when yes. he tells he tells the the poor student uh, that she needs to kill herself because she's in the heir to a terrorist and then she doesn't. Yeah, I think I'm I'm just trying to be. I, I there's a part a lot of this that I really like. Mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings about it. I, I I like how it looks. I like the art a lot. I like a lot of the elements of the story. Yeah. It, it's just too much it's just there's just mm-hmm. too 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 much even like this is a this is an a, a, a giant number one giant yeah. sized issue yeah but it shows us the wrong stuff it doesn't i don't know it it feels like it shows us things where like if they if it perhaps was structured differently i would care about characters more when things happen to them uh, you know, I don't know who who's important until after it happens. It feels like this could be told cleaner. And like, I don't know, this is a book. It feels very much like this is a book I will read in trade when there's more of it or at least check it out later in trade. I, I, I don't know that I this book's a lot and. I I here, here, I, here. I like it. Um but I don't think I don't think more of it is the answer. Oh god. No, I mean I think the the problem is this should not be this should not be really serial this should not be serialized. <clears throat> this book should not be serialized at all. This should just be a graphic novel or something. Just finish it. Do it all well, in one The thing that I'm immediately that I immediately think of and it's app that you call it or you you say it should be just as released as a graphic novel is this feels like a worse version of maybe battling boy because it tries to do the same things and like introduce these characters and like look how badass they are and you know and here's this lineage and here's this stuff happening and this wild weird interesting world and i think like you can even compare um artistically to to pope and and ruban ruben i don't know rubin rubin i mean i i ultimately i like it but i don't like reading it i like looking at it and i like a lot of the ideas that are in it but i feel like there's more effective ways to tell this story like i think i feel stressed out thinking about like trying to dissect a whole bunch of other issues of this story if it's told like this well i think that that is my this is my i don't know i could it's conjecture at this point but i would think that mm. at this point they just proceed from where we leave off with yeah the, the daughter and then there's no, no... There, there 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 can't be huge time skips over and over and over but i still think like this story like you could do everything in here better if you just started in the second part mm-hmm. and filled us in on what happened before. I agree with you. I think that's a much better shape because whenever there's a bunch of stuff and I'm I'm having to do all the um, war, all the work that they're making me do in the first part of the story and then there's a time skip and I'm like all this shit that 
I just read and I took the time to learn these characters and this situation like fucking none of it matters now. That is what you're telling me. And it's just another example of like obsession with world building getting in the way of telling a an economic story. Yeah. So there, there's there's still tremendous merit to this. It's gorgeous and full of crazy ideas. And that is certainly a genre like of comic book that I will always like. I will read the stupidest shit if it looks beautiful and is insane. That that is that is always that's like crack to me. So what is that? Is that a where are you? Was buy? Do you not buy mushy mush meter? Where are we at? Oh, God, I probably should mush on this, but like I I I feel like I mean really I think you should proceed with caution. Like I think <laughs> my official answer is is like buy with like maybe a three on the mush meter, but like in my heart I'm like no, give me this terrible shit. <laughs> Because that's that is who I am. I made us read Mad Woman of the Sacred Heart for this podcast. Yeah, you did do that. We did read yeah. that. We did read that comic book. Um, mm-hmm. I am, I am, I think right there with you. I think I'm a. I'll say I'm a buy mush meter three. Uh, I think it has a lot of potential, a lot of heart, a lot of promise yeah. to it, and I think I'm much more interested in the stuff that comes after this. Like I don't. All that flashback stuff, I, I don't know why anyone starts comic books with, you know, half the book being in a flashback and then everyone dies. Like, so ma- – how many stories have we have we read in the past year that start in a flashback and then everyone dies and then mm. we start in the present? And you're like, well, I, why? No, there's a there's a reason why in, in Medius Res is a good – it is a it is a good I don't know device storytelling shape yeah, I, I don't yeah. even know how the, to classify. I, it. I think the the there is a the beginning of this comic there is a a layout for a prison that mm-hmm. is where we start. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Well, God, yes. That's that is one of the reasons that I get angry about. It. Like I said, you're you're making me do homework to understand that, your comic book. Like, that could that could be like that could be a useful like tool for a writer an artist mm-hmm. just because they need internal reference you if you need to show that to your reader you are failing you need they, they you shouldn't have to like they shouldn't be do, doing mental gymnastics to figure out where people are in some weird space person like it just make it simple and have them <laughs> if people, somebody right people really like this kind of deep lore garbage um and i i think it can be good but when it is forward in in your story, you're letting it get in the way of why people go to art. They don't they don't go to it to hear you rant about space prisons and little funny societies that you've invented. You know, they 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 go to it because art makes us feel things. Don't 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 I don't know. Don't don't do that. But 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 no, this is. There's a lot there. There's there's still good here. No, I mean, it's beautiful. And I I I really like the I want to see where the story is going in the present. Mm -hmm. I just wanted that to take up 30 pages instead of 
Yeah. This really long prison sequence where it didn't end up mattering that much. I'm like, maybe it'll matter. I would have been fine with the story continuing from the really long prison sequence. Like, I liked it as much as it was obtuse and clunky and it bothered me. But then it doesn't I was definitely continue. I was falling into a rhythm reading it, and then it's like whoosh, none of it matters. What the fuck? Or it will matter, but it will matter like five issues from now. And we're like, oh, yeah, dark. yeah. Uh, well, okay. Uh, it's a double buy. Tardis number one, Mushmeter three. Next book is on this stump, written by Chuck Brown, art by Prenzy, letters Clayton Cowles. Uh, in a in a world where you have to fight in fist fights to get a bill passed in the Senate. And then you go eat a food truck after because you got beat up. You got to get your HP up. I understand. Uh, yeah, this is the, the the premise is you know politics, American politics in the future, where or alternate. I mean, yes, so this is the present, so it's just an alternate timeline where instead of like voting for things, we fight to the death or fight to the the almost death, and, and whoever to wins the, the fight to the pain. Whoever wins the fight gets the thing. They succeed. What do you think? I tried like this. Okay. It's just, it's just too stupid. I, I don't like, I don't get like what, like allegory, whatever they're doing yeah. here. Like, I don't, I just like, I don't, whatever it is. I don't, I don't, I kind of don't want it. I don't, it's just, it's just so fucking strange. <laughs> and it doesn't really, it doesn't make me feel invested in what's happening it's just 100 percent this premise throw some weird characters at me and just move the fuck on like i i, I th this i have zero impact reading this i feel nothing yeah i don't know i think it's fine like ultimately that's where i'm at where i think it like it's fine it's but these like people are fighting and it's it, it doesn't really it i i think I, I, it introduces like we have the two politicians fighting and then we have an fbi agent and then we have two ladies who are assassins i guess um but then we also have like these burly dudes who are also assassins or or something i don't like there's all these different moving pieces and like I'm just I'm trying to like okay what's at stake? What are we? What are they fighting over? Like oh they're fighting over some bill so that it fights her to the death. Why? Like I don't know why all this is happening. And like yeah, there's allegory in this somewhere. I'm sure, but I don't really get any of that. You're not getting any of the allegory, at least not yet. It's really just like oh is it like it's literally the allegory is you, uh, them telling us what the premise of the series is and i'm going oh and there's not much else i kind of feel like if stuff doesn't work without allegory it just doesn't work no you have to have multiple like an allegory has to first function mm -hmm. on the on the base level as a story with characters yeah people yes it does yeah uh and I, I i this this is this has like two afterwards written by professors to, to make it <laughs> seem smarter than it is i know no, no okay. thanks. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I I, I wanted it to, I wanted to like it, but mm. uh, that's a, a do not. Buy. That's a double do not buy on the stump number one. Next up is Bang 
number one story by matt kent art wilfredo torres colors nayang kim letters nate picos of blambot this is this is the one of the most matt kent stories i've ever read <laughs> my entire life I, it's just I, I can't really think that i've um what is it mgmt mm-hmm. yeah i don't think i've read it that i don't i can't think of it much other i can't think of what Mo- matt kent we've read for the podcast before Mo- Mo- i believe we read some of his moon Knight. is it so he did A- after after, uh, after ellis i believe yes um i didn't i wasn't like super duper into this until like okay this is just goofy lamp shading james bond literature and movies and i'm like okay this is fun and weird i i nope that was jeff Meyer, not matt kent so <laughs> i get all these people. all these people that are just love writing these these types of stories uh which are they start off as one type of story and then they're quickly like nope it's all weird meta stuff going on and this James Bond guy is not James Bond guy. Uh, I mean, you know you want to see Michael B. Jordan play James Bond. I mean, I would be for that. I think that would be Yeah, I'm, I'm be okay great. with it. But yeah. I'm... I, uh, I don't know. I like this. It's stupid, but I don't care. Like, I... <laughs> I... I... The the meta question that it's that it's asking is i don't know it makes me smile too much that there's no good reason for me to like this but i do <laughs> anyway it's hard for me to articulate honestly like this is this is right up there with um uh peter cannon thunderbolt in mm-hmm. terms of just like meta commentary i i I don't know. I don't know why I like this this terrible genre now. It's fun. It's deconstructing. It is. It is fun. I guess I've become that much of a nerd that um, stuff that that calls out this stuff in 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 fiction. I don't know. I've never I've never seen it done with you know in the comic books with the spy genre before, really. Mm. And this reminds me a lot of the Prisoner, which I love. And I'm, I want to see where this goes. You know, it's very, you know, we have writer inserts and mm-hmm. James Bond going, wait, what, what do you mean? No, I'm I'm still me. Like, well, why do you remember things that happened before you were born? Why do you have, why did you exist then? But yet you still do now. And I think that's, I'm curious to see what happens. I like it. I'm bye. Yeah. Do you, do you want to read the the john shaw book that's clearly um die hard yes you of, of all the people that i know you're the most likely to have ha, would read novelizations of die hard i mean die is hard's, that a thing you've actually done die hard's based on a novel ah and you've read it uh no they're not they're okay. not similar <laughs> I, I don't it's not they're john they're not they're not very similar to each other so I, didn't, I, I, didn't. I probably at one point did know that Die Hard was based on a novel, but I did not remember that. Very, very, very loosely uh, based on a novel, which I have not read because I learned that fact and went, eh, it's all right. I'll pass. Um, you should buy this dumb shit. <laughs> that's a double buy on Bang, 
number one. Um, I'm sure there's credits on this in this comic book somewhere. There it is. It's hidden on the, on the first page. Uh, That's a what a stupid place to put it. <laughs> I know. Uh, our next book is Doctor Tomorrow, number one, written by Alejandro Arbano. Arbana, art Jim Toe, colors Diego Rodriguez, letters Clayton Cows. So, Eric, mm-hmm. what do you think of Doctor Tomorrow? A, a valiant comic book. I keep I keep getting us valiant number ones, of seeing if something yeah. will, will set the hook. Something will like really compel us. I don't know that there's anything hooking me that's like making that's like really putting valiant over for me. Um, but this is this is dumb and fun. And I can be okay with that. Generally, it's just sort of tonally or something. I don't really like Valiant books. They just sort of don't work for me. But, like, this has a very fresh, clean look to it. It's stupid and fun. It's got, like, a, I don't know, crazy fucking bad guy killing everyone and a guy traveling through time to give his kids self powers like there's it's it there's fun here you know and for some reason like he he's got like child mia khalifa as his partner i don't understand that but there it is i don't know if it's just because we had so many books this week that are extra sized Mm -hmm. this just felt so abrupt it's really no it's like it's very fluffy. You, like you, you go through it quickly. It's as soon. It feels like as soon as I'm like, okay, oh, there's okay. He's from the future. Tell him to get his or a, a parallel dimension, I guess, future sort of thing. And in you know his his friend is also there with a dinosaur uh, for some reason. Um, I mean, I mean, this is that's a whole page. You know, there's no. There's not a lot of information communicated story-wise in that one page. Yeah, there's and this is this is kind of, this is how this book is done. Yeah. You know, it's 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 big splash pages and poses and I just I happen to think that it looks good and it's the the right kind of stupid over the top shit that I enjoy and I can turn my brain off and like it. Uh, and I don't know. It's a crapshoot for when that works for me. For some reason, this does, but I, I'm not going to defend it as a, you know, an amazing piece of art. It's just a dumb thing that looks nice, and I, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not necessarily, don't, I don't, like, nothing about the book is bad in any way. It's just mm-hmm. so decompressed. I, I I especially after reading all the other books, you're, I'm just like I'd I would happily pay more to get more pages. Then like it's just yeah. As soon as I'm like excited about it, I'm just like oh, I'm gonna be waiting a while for more of this. And then it you know it, it's the same like I start getting like gun shy. Like I get Brian Michael Bendis brain, or I'm like oh I'm gonna have to wait four issues for like things to happen, you know. Or like the same was with uh, Rainbow Ross Runaways. Like, it's still like it's still fighting that like uh, how many ep- how many issues are we gonna get before like it's gonna t- like this is gonna take six issues for him to beat this guy he's gonna have his for the little the kid version gets like control of his we get like him fighting that guy for six issues and like I don't I just don't really know what he is still like I don't have any idea mm-hmm. who this kid is like oh he wants to, he bites beats up a bully 
and he, his dad is his mom's dead. His dad's inattentive. Okay, he has a friend who's nice. He's a nice friend. She's nice. Mm-hmm. Like that's her. She doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I I'm like I think I'm a very mushy buy on this. Like I'll read the trade of this. That's really where I'm at. I think that a trade of this would be fun. I could I could honestly pass on it, but I think I mean I'll I'll go hard on the mush meter and stay on the buy side so we'll go five full five yeah that's where i'm at too it, it's it's written well it looks really nice it is just so decompressed there's just like eric literally sent me a page like one of the pages is just literally a almost the like there's three panels but 80 85 percent of the page is just a villain just like staring at the camera and mm-hmm. saying i need a thing I'm like yeah did i need that there's no real advancement yeah there's no advancement of plot no 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 character no nothing and it is a very cool looking page he looks awesome i love the way that it's painted and i like the way that it's drawn he's got a a a a crazy looking facial scar looks like a fucking badass it's great it's it's dumb comic booky shit and it makes me happy but it's still dumb comic booky shit. <laughs> it's it's difficult to justify. So that's double by uh, uh, Doctor Tomorrow number one with a uh, mush meter of five, full five on the mush meter. That's it for Flabbies this week. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show. Eric and I talk about what we've been up to for the past couple weeks. Eric, what's going on? What you been doing? Nothing, man. I don't. I don't. I don't like shit. I don't go outside. That's the name of an album that I did not listen to this week. I just know that it's an album that describes my life. I mean, you've been spending ba- a lot you, of time you, on YouTube. You've been drawing stuff. That's all I do anymore. I work. I work a lot. But what's I mean, I'm not. A lot of that stuff is not getting like released in my feeds yet. So what? I can't describe a drawing <laughs> in, in a way that's going to change anyone's life. What's on YouTube? Um, there's a lot of good stuff on YouTube. There is? Like, I, I, there, I, most of the content that I seem to, to take in nowadays seems to be YouTube. Um, do you just like zoning out and watching people cook stuff? Um, no. I mean, depends. I really? Don't, no? I don't know about zoning out. If someone is cooking, I'm usually, like, paying attention. I feel like a lot of cooking shows are just sort of good for background noise and it's it is like it's very safe content, you know, it's homey. And I think that's a big part of why the binging with Babish channel is as popular as it is. That I've I've watched a lot of his content recently. Um he's he's a pretty good cook and he's got a fun it's got a strange sense of humor self-deprecating he's got a very good asmr voice i feel like this it's just it's content that's meant to be played over and over in the background which is why all of his videos have millions of views i find that i find that that concept interesting but i mean in general a lot of his content is very good and there's stuff that he makes and i'm like god damn that looks amazing and I, I like I, he he has convinced me I want to try and make pasta like I will 
have to do that one day. It doesn't look that that difficult. And I would like to do it a couple of times and see if I can make something that does not taste like garbage. But it's interesting. I, I do, in general, really like cooking shows. I've watched a lot of them. It's another good one, and it's free on YouTube. So I would I would recommend it. Have you ever watched Maddie Matheson? No, I don't even. I've never heard that before. Uh, Maddie Matheson. That's a ridiculous name. We're talking about YouTube cooking shows, so I might as well talk. I bring it up right now. Sure. It's, uh, Maddie Matheson. I I met I'm I met Maddie. I didn't meet Maddie, but I I found out about Maddie through the Bon Appetit YouTube. Mm-hmm. Because he mm-hmm. was a guest on one of Brad Leone's episodes where they went they went catfish noodling together in Oklahoma with a bunch of rednecks. <laughs> cat, cat cat catfish noodling. That's what it's called. Yeah, new, you catfish noodling is basically you go into like a river or like a brook. Like it's muddy and gross, and it's usually like, you know, ankle it's like waist deep, maybe, and you f- catfish live in holes. And you stick a leg or an arm into the hole, mm. the catfish bites you, and then you grab it from the inside and pull it out. And then you got yourself a catfish. Sounds very unpleasant. It's, I mean, it's really funny to watch, especially watching those two guys do it. Matty Matheson is a lunatic, uh, uh, he, but he has a cooking, a cooking show called Just a Dash, but it feels... It, like it has he he's a competent cook he knows what he's doing the mm-hmm. recipe the recipes he uses are good they make sense they make they the food he makes looks good but the show itself feels like a parody of cooking shows and <laughs> feels like he like i don't i don't know how to describe them they are it's like tim and eric ish i generally mm-hmm. don't like tim and eric style stuff very much but this i think maddie sells it for me because he's such a lunatic uh and he's he's but very it, it's it's they're on the verge of being dada huh yes very there's lots of dada in it that's i think a good Jesus way to describe Christ. it but maddie matheson just a dash i think he has I think he only has like nine episodes out. They're like twenty minutes a piece. They're just lunacy. It's just full on. Like the the most recent episode that there's, I guess they're really doing initial run of ten of these. Uh, he just crossed like five hundred k subscribers or something. Um, but they just did episode nine, and he has a producer on the show, and half the episode is him making country fried steak, and then the other half is him in a different cost, different outfit than what he's cooking in. Mm-hmm. interviewing the producer about how much of a shithead he is and how much she hates making this show. <laughs> well, he definitely looks like a maniac. He is a complete psychopath. <laughs> I'm going to say that, that binging with Babish is the exact opposite of this, and yet somehow, like, uh, how different can two food shows be? Uh, but- uh, he does have 532 subscribers, Babish has something like six million. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maddie, it's, Maddie's it's outrageously popular. Maddie's channel is only like two months old. He is he's, he's gotten. I, I see know, five months, so uh, not very old. Yeah, yeah. I uh, but I just you bring up cook there. I watch Bone Appetit, which is all about like mm-hmm. hey, I want to learn things, and then I watch Maddie when I'm just like I just want to watch in- Insanity for twenty minutes. I I I go to I go to media for comfort for the most part. Okay, well then I got something for you, Eric. 
Oh, you got something for me, huh? I already sent you a link to this this week, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'll, I'll pitch it officially. Can talk on, about things on the podcast. <laughs> uh, it is it's another YouTube channel called Baumgartner Restoration. Yeah, we did talk about that briefly. Which is it's a YouTube channel and it's uh, a uh, an art conservator in Chicago. Uh, basically, every video is a client gives him a painting that has something wrong with it and he he fixes it like it and it varies some some of it's just like touch-ups other times like the painting is a piece of wood and it's been braced so tight that it's broken in half and he has to try and fix it and make it conserve it you know and and he and it's really like he's very calm and and it's very peaceful and it's just like him talking over his process like okay first i'm gonna use this i'm gonna use this uh chemical it's it's a very low it's a very light chemical it won't do any damage to the paint i'm just gonna get off the surface grime and then once i I, think i think this is yeah it's it's definitely in the uh the asmr wing of youtube i mean he has two versions of like two versions of a lot of these videos one is narrated and the other one is Mm -hmm. literally just the noises of him working there is no narration at all um where it's just him like picking at paint or like you know rubbing things with cot with like cotton balls to get dirt off um but it's I, i think it's it's i don't really care about asmr but i just find it soothing because at the beginning of the video you have something that is broken in some way and by the end of the video it is fixed it looks nicer and like he talks about why he makes certain choices in the art which i think is also interesting about why like i'm you know people he's like oh this one is this painting you're if most most it's going to be hung most people are going to be looking at it from 10 feet so if there are problems with it that you can't see from closer than 10 feet i'm not going to try and fix them because i am not the original artist I'm not going to try and impose more corrections on it than I think need to be done. And he talks about, oh, well, everything he can done can be reversed by a future conservator if you want, if they want. It's all very fascinating. Millions. Of, no, again, like I sent it to you and you're like another YouTube channel has over a million subscribers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, it's shocking how many huge YouTube channels there are. Um, but there's that. I, I went to Dynamite last Wednesday. Yeah, dude. We're not last which one was it whichever one the austin one was two wednesdays ago at this point yeah it two was, Wednesdays. it's two the most w- recent one no. as of this recording and probably mm-hmm. as of no atlanta this released it was atlanta and then austin no you're right it was it was two weeks ago you didn't you I, didn't uh, see the one where 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 cody f- jumped off of a, a building yes it broke a toe um it was fun. It was a good show. Like, I don't know. They're all good. We talk about yeah. it time to time. They're all good. The one in Austin was a lot of fun. Chris Jericho sat like 20 feet behind me in a in a luxury box and was like just yelling things <laughs> for the delight of the crowd. No one. I, you told me he wasn't liked. It was very funny. He, he was yelling at uh at uh the during the Moxley, what, Santana match, the eye for an eye match. He's like, watch out for his eye. Okay, what are you doing, Jericho? You, you nutcase! But I don't know. It was a fun show. That was the that was the uh, when the match the the show where uh, Nyla beat Rio for the for the championship. That was a very that was a great match to see live. Um, Dynamite's good. I'm I'm revising a book that will be published next month. So that's also like what you said. Mostly work. That's what mostly I've been doing. 
So mm-hmm. life is uh, a challenge. You do nothing but work and watch soft YouTube channels. No more Matty Matheson. I mean, he does look like a maniac. I I think I'm gonna subscribe just based on his round face and and his round pink face and weird mustache. His hair he looks. He looks like my insane kind of people. He literally has in his most by the, in the not video nine. He has his he- entire head shaved, mm-hmm. except for two rat tails. <laughs> not one, two. The 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 the, the scumbro kind of like uh, trend in fashion. Maybe it's gone too far. I don't. But yeah, he's a, I don't know. He's a duck face. There's an entire video of him boiling meat and skimming scum off the top of it. And he's just I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I don't he's just like I'm I ain't too good to boil meat. <laughs> that's what he, I think that's what he says. Uh guess give that scum. Yeah. Guess give that scum, Eric. You're scum. That's not fair. I'm not scum. Okay, you're not scum. I don't float. Some scum sinks. It's okay. Oh, I see. All right. You ready to talk about Darth Vader? <laughs> oh. Well, the obvious answer is for me to scream no again. <laughs> I'm not, I can't bring myself to do it. Okay. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is the part of the show. Eric and I talk about uh, well, a sign along collect work and discuss it in depth like a book club, except it's a comic book. This week we are discussing darth vader by kieran gill and salvador laraca with some vader down in the middle let's cross over with the the main star wars book that was uh jason aaron's star wars book but largely this is just darth vader being darth vader mm-hmm. um i was curious about this book because one darth vader is a villain he certainly redeems himself by the end of the original trilogy but he's still a villain, especially at this point. This book is set after A New Hope, but before Return. Or, no, not Return. Return's the third one. What's the second it's one? The, uh, the Empire Strikes Empire Back. Empire Strikes Back, before Empire. So it's between New Hope and before and, and Empire. Uh, basically, the Death Star just got exploded. <laughs> like, that's it begins the, 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 the story with the Emperor is kind of disappointed at Darth Vader because his terrible war machine ex- got exploderated that's uh, that's that's what it's called it got exploded i mean i'm using we're in star wars land all right eric all right i'm mm-hmm. gonna use star wars words like exploderated i've i've never heard han solo never says heard that of, like never, five I've times i've never heard anyone say that you filthy nerf herder <laughs> uh but darth vader's a villain i'm interested i'm like well how do you write an entire series around a villain and how do you write an entire series around a villain that don't talk a lot Darth Vader in the movies does not have a lot of lines. He just is a big, breathes a lot. He breathes a lot, and he's a menace, menacing figure, mm-hmm. but not he's verbose. Seventeen feet tall and wears all black. Not verbose though. Mm-mm. So I'm, I was wondering, how do you center a story around a character like that, and have us care about him, knowing that he's not going to get hurt because it's between two movies? I don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that everyone has seen. Everyone on Earth has seen. Well, not everyone. Yeah. But a lot of people. Everyone that has the potential to listen to this podcast, let's say. Probably. Most of them, at least. Um, And I'm like, well, how do you 
maintain the drama and all that. So I was curious. That's really it. Um, Eric, you're a Star Wars fan. Or you were. I would not necessarily classify myself as such, no. You, you were, weren't you? I mean, when I was a kid and I had no other things to like, yes. You, you After Force Awakens came out and... Uh, I did not like The Force Awakens. I know, but then the last... You saw both that and The Last Jedi and you were like very engaged with the discourse around them. I... I if th- th- is that really what it seemed like? I don't well, hear what this is. I, what, I had I have opinions because I'm a um I'm I am a a white man with the access to the internet. No, I, I I have to share them. Well, with well here, Eric, when I you I think this is what I remember from our from our very brief Force Awakens discussion was mm-hmm. you were like I don't I don't like it that much, and I said I thought it was fine. It's whatever, and you're like oh well, you're not a Star Wars fan. You think it's okay because you don't care. And I felt very much like you were like, oh, well, I am a Star Wars fan. This doesn't feel like I want I want out of Star Wars. I think my own position, it has kind of evolved because it has become, since The Force Awakens, it has sort of become its own thing. I do enjoy it, but you have kind of defined your own relationship to it. <sighs> Adversarial is too strong, but certainly you're just like whatever it's it's a thing i don't care like you're almost like proud of your not caring and i like it is a thing that at one point in time i i cared a lot about because i kind of had to and i have become a little more apathetic like i seeing the mandalorian has kind of rekindled that part of me but in general it's it's iconic sci-fi and it's tough for me to explain how i feel about it anymore <laughs> i enjoy the shit out of this though okay and well, you would describe star wars as science fiction i mean what what else is it space opera i, just, I don't i don't think i would call it space opera i mean space opera if anything is a science fiction subgenre I I mean I don't call it, is Flash Gordon science fiction? I feel like yes. I don't think I don't consider those science fiction. I consider that like you know pulp adventure in set in space. Like pulp adventure, like I think this is a this is a, an odd an odd direction for this this. Um, I just I'm just trying to get the, your like Star Trek to me is is science fiction. Neil Stevenson is science yeah. fiction. This has. Like, it's a samurai story. Like, Star Wars is a samurai story set in space. Just because it's set in space doesn't necessarily make me call it science fiction. I feel like that's a pretty important part of what science fiction is, though. <laughs> that's that's really, that's a strange position. You have very strange Star Wars opinions. This is not... That is, is a strange opinion. Maybe you're the outlier, Eric. I'm the outlier in that I think that things that are set in a galaxy far, far away are science fiction. Okay. Why do you like this, Eric? Jesus. It's okay to acknowledge things sometimes. It's just weird, man. It's not weird. Read the internet. Everyone says that. This is not weird. You haven't seen Star Trek, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god. Everyone says that Star Wars is not science fiction. There's a, uh, a heavy... That is a, that is a strange and precious definition of what it is. What do you like, think? Why do you think is. the Star Wars-Star Trek divide exists at all? 
or it used to exist. nerds would like used... to fucking be nerds about things. That's fucking why. It used to exist until both became bad. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched Star Trek Picard, but after what I've heard what happens, I don't think I'm going to. Uh, you, 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 you're enthusiastic about your like of this comic book? You know, this is, this is like, I think <sighs> this is, this is why this is what is wrong with nerds, you know, Darth Vader, like everyone just wants to complicate everything and make it bigger and more important than it is. And like at the fucking end of the day, this is a fucking story. It's fun. It's about giant giant black suit robot guy <laughs> killing people with laser swords it's a fucking weird long story about like his force of will <laughs> and it's kind of awesome like that's i don't know like have you ever heard the Patton oswalt bit where he's getting excited about darth vader he's like he's got the sword and the boots and, blah, 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 and I, like that's that's the part of me that likes this you know, it's it, like I I I I can't define or I can't defend any of this stuff <laughs> as being smart or me giving too many shits about it. But like Kieran Gillen, like does a really good job <laughs> of like all like the things that you said that like. <laughs> Like this guy, he doesn't say anything. He just stands there and looks awesome, and he makes that work in a million pages. Like I don't know that it needed this many twists and turns and all these supporting characters and showdowns and things. But like, there's payoff. It's fun. It's good. It's I don't know, man. It, like to like let's subcategorize everything and say that it's not science fiction okay whatever fucking nerd whatever genres I'm, I'm matter gonna... eric genres are ways to sell things i mean that is know? also true I, I would say that both could be true i have a question for you eric i want you to true or false darth vader is the punisher <laughs> in this comic book hmm it's an interesting comparison yeah it it it, it i'd say for the most part it works because that's where I came back around to. It was very much like... He's very... He is very, like, action hero-esque. And, and haunted by his past. Like, I think it on... In some levels, it works. He doesn't get his ribs shot out with a shotgun at point-blank range. Well, I mean, he did get them melted in lava. He True, he did get melted in lava. Maybe that makes him tougher than, than, than Frank. I mean, Frank doesn't have the force though to help him he does out. not he does not have space magic he can't he can't do like he can't uh, okay uh see this is really just an excuse for me to ask you questions about star wars um <laughs> that's fine too <laughs> no, but I mean, I think that's well the answer to those those questions are like, well, how do you make him how do you center a story around a villain? Well, you make mm -hmm. all the other villains worse. And you, you kind of, we want to root for Darth Vader because we know that he's going to end up being a good guy at the end. He's going to end up, you know, sacrificing himself for the good of humanity and of Luke. 
I think you just I think you just root for him because of that that like that stupid like inner kid inside you that's got the 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 Darth Vader action figure and he's like and then Darth Vader kills them all. <laughs> Same reason we like Venom. Uh, Venom is dumb as hell, and I do like Venom. Darth Vader's put pretty- him in an all black costume, and and I'm there. I mean, this. I proportionally, Darth Vader's costume is mostly, I mean, the same as Venom's. Like, Venom yeah. is what, how, what, like, 6% Venom. white costume, yeah. and Vader has some colored buttons on his mm-hmm. chest. So he's got a red sword. And a red, very important. And a red sword. Well, the red sword. That's that's how you make the Punisher and Venom cooler, is you give him a red sword. I mean, we did read Frankencastle. They, it, uh, Franken, I mean, Frankencastle's dumb as shit, and that, that shit's good, though. Frankencastle's the best. It's my favorite Punisher. That's so stupid. That's my favorite, so stupid. my favorite Punisher is the one where he becomes a Frankenstein's monster. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And he rides a dragon and fights zombie yeah. Nazis. He gets cut, chopped up by Captain <laughs> Undercut. Now, have you seen the redesign of uh, Dokken? No. Ooh, boy. No, wait, wait. That, that bad? I was gonna no. It's more like ooh, sexy. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Again, and maybe they sexify Dokken up even more. They it was not clear enough that Dokken <laughs> needs to have a. I mean, it is. It really is important that um, all the all the murderers need to be really sexy. That's, that's true. That's murder is that's, sexy. That, that that's not that's not weird at all. But well, you one you make him fight other bad guys. Which is like ninety percent of this is he does not fight good guys. He is fighting other Sith guys who are like you know we are automatically they're specifically re- not Sith. That's I guess that's true. They're like they're like a new thing, and we're like mm-hmm. ooh new things, gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they use science. Blah. I mean, I think that's interesting because the Force is yeah. at least in the original trilogy is presented yes. as magic. It, it is, is well not not even just magic, but specifically res religion. And I always thought that was interesting that it is it is religious magic. <laughs> and and in this we have the enemy of that as you know, usually it's the the you know, the, the Jedi who are also kind of outcast from science, but we see the Sith feel this at least Vader feels the same way. He's like, Ugh, scientists. <laughs> How dare you pick up a lightsaber? Mm-hmm. Um, and two, you just make him walk around with a bunch of people that talk a lot, so he doesn't have to talk. Yeah, you need to like who 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 doesn't shut up in uh, who doesn't shut up in Star Wars? C three PO. Okay, let's paint him black. That's that's step one. Always paint him black. He's evil. Okay, so he's got red eyes. Perfect. Then we he kills uh, people. All right, but we can't fucking just, spot on. We can't just have a a black C C three PO. We need we need another R. We need R two, but we can't have regular R two with killer C three PO. I was gonna. I was saying, can't just have the killer C three PO though. You also have to have a killer R two. Mm-hmm. Clearly, uh, not clearly. R two is an astromech droid, so we need a blastomech droid. My God, did they really do that? Yeah, that's what it's called. It's called a blastomech. That's the silliest shit I've ever heard. God bless them. And, and I mean, noted n- notorious lover of puns, Karen Gellin. True. Of course he did that. 
how do you we i think we read a single dr africa comic yes like years ago at this point how do you feel about yes. her with this proper introduction you know I, I i like her in this story um she's she's fleshed out and she wants things and it, it just she's she's smart enough to call attention to the the fact that like why would anyone want to work with with darth vader when he's just gonna fucking kill you like you're the only way just 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 don't be around him that's what you should do like the fact that that our intelligence is not insulted by like okay yeah i know you're gonna kill me but just this and then she manages to survive i i i liked that i think that there's i don't know like i kind of wanted to be annoyed by her like there's something that didn't quite sit right with me i think it's the way she's written like i like it but the design something about like seeing her draw on the page she doesn't feel like it just feels a little bland i don't know but i liked the way that she was handled and treated in this it did feel like i don't know this was this story was a lot of taking the long way around the barn like i felt like it could have been done with less but i still i still enjoyed my time here i still enjoyed this ridiculous circuitous stuff i mean i think i i think that's it's not i can't really complain about it i guess too much because it is as soon as you find out when it's set you're not darth, nothing's gonna happen to darth vader you know and like the only thing you could think of is oh, okay maybe mm -hmm. doc maybe doc raffer does die you know we'll set up all these supporting characters and if we care about them enough we're worried that they might die and because you know they're not in the movies so who who knows maybe they don't make it um and it and it does feel like i am waiting or waiting for darth vader to get the better of all these other guys all the the, the twins and uh the the android mons calamari who has four lightsabers cuz everyone he they look they watched the prequels and they went you know what was good about that general grievous with his four lightsabers mm -hmm. let's do that again uh, and then the the cloned man kept coming. Silo, I think his name was. He was Silo Four, then Silo Five. Yeah. Um, I'm. You're just kind of waiting for them to to lose. I'm like, I know they're gonna lose. I know Vader's gonna get the best of the best of them. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, uh, Empire Man, Empire Sherlock Holmes, the guy with a monocle. Was, that was a thing, wasn't it? The guy with a monocle and a cane. Who is like the a great? Well, that, that's how you know he's a detective. <laughs> they didn't. They 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 didn't give him a Sherlock Holmes hat. They can't do that in space. <laughs> I guess that's true. But they can give him a monocle and a cane. Yeah, of course. And I'm like, I'm just waiting for him. Like, I did think it was funny that his his conclusion at the end of his investigation was, oh, <laughs> Darth Vader totally did all this stuff. Mm -hmm. he, has he has a Darth Vader parlor scene and then Darth Vader fucking kills him well but he purposely has a meeting where he's like I've come to the conclusion that the Empire is better off with no one knowing all this so you're gonna kill me here's the information bye <laughs> then he kills him you're like okay he's like I'm a, I like the I believe the Empire is the right thing to do so go ahead 
Empire's better off if all this stuff happens without them knowing about you. So, bye. Kill me with your red lightsaber. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that's the, like you par- talked about, your, like, your inner kid joy of just mm-hmm. seeing Darth Vader do dumb stuff. And that's kind of the fun of it. It's really, like, you can't, it, it's part of reading some of these books that are set in between, like, I am not the hugest Star Wars fan. I think it's mostly fine. I think it's fun. They're fun adventure stories. I enjoy them, but I'm I'm not going to get too angry about them either or too happy about them either. I think this is what this has this is just fun. It's just like all right, I know that Darth Vader is going to be fine. But he does fight a giant robotic rancor. Mhm. It's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah, like yeah, he he fights like an entire I mean that's in the one of the Star Wars books I guess but he does fight like an army. Oh that's the question I was going to ask you Eric. About the Force. <laughs> yes. And the limits of the Force and this I don't know. Like in the movies, what's the 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 craziest thing that anyone does with the Force in the original trilogy? It was relatively mild. Like they, I can't, I can't think of anything outside of some light telekinesis and like a little bit of mind control, and that's it. Yeah, like oh look, I some I pull the lightsaber to my hand. Force uh, lightning, maybe. For, yeah, for emperor, the emperor, the most powerful guy, has yeah. force lightning, and yet in this we see Vader like do all kinds of crazy stuff with his force powers. Just a lot of heavy, heavy things like altering like trajectories of of missile, multiple missiles all at once, like uh, f- using his like he's fighting like squadrons of X wings at, at a certain point, kills all of them. The only way that he wins is because Luke literally crashes into him. Uh, it's I, I don't know it. It's a thing you saw in the video games, like old Star mm-hmm. Wars video games where. They wanted to make, they wanted to make a good video game, so they had like, oh look at this crazy stuff you can do, and literally in the, yep. I believe in the end of the, I don't, did you play the Force Unleashed? Mm-mm. At the end of that, your main character ho- holds up a star destroyer from crashing into a planet, a star yeah. destroyer which would weigh what a hundred, a million tons, maybe more, probably, like an, an incredible weight. And then it's and it's plummeting towards this planet, and he stops it with his force powers, or you stop it with your force powers. And certainly, Darth Vader does nothing like that in this comic book. But do you does do you care at any one point about the stretching of what the force is? It's um, I don't know. It's progression. It's acceleration. Your people are going to constantly get like kind of bored with doing the 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 things that they've seen before you know they, they're gonna need some level of escalation like is your question like does it bother me like what what yes does it bother you do you care i don't see why no i don't see why it would i mean that, that like <clears throat> should it be like defined i guess maybe but like this story is us just wanting to see Darth Vader do awesome shit. <laughs> so, like, yeah, this is this this story is is called Darth Vader is OP. 
Okay. That's 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 what this is. Okay. That's uh, g- okay. It answers that question. My follow up question: Does the story ever get past that level to you? Are you ever? Do you ever care more about Darth Vader than? Oh man, this is awesome! Look at what he's doing. Hmm. I think that's a that's a a good question. I don't know that this story does have too many other points. I think it does manage to take a lot of slop that was done in the prequels and the um i mean even some of the original trilogy and salvage it make him feel like a person it doesn't it doesn't shy away from the shit that people roll their eyes at um it feels like there's some kind of emotional core but honestly it's not it doesn't ever surpass anything in terms of what the book is about you know, this is just this is just Darth Vader. He's looking for Luke, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna kill a whole army. Okay, it's, I don't know. I mean, I think I mean I'm in the same place. I I I I like when the book re- you know there's a couple times where it takes tangents into like his memories and his and and, mm-hmm. and melancholy and trauma of of you know that the stuff that the prequels do so terribly and this mm-hmm. tries to make them less terrible and tries to recontextualize them and make them a little bit more palatable a little bit more actually af- affecting it but it just does it a couple times you know there's a few times here where there's like those you know weird dream sequences or weird memories where he's you know thinking about uh Padme or he's thinking about Obi-Wan and I thought that were interesting I wish there was more of that mm-hmm. I guess I think that would make it more than just and I think what you said this book does like the long way around the barn yeah I if it was a little less of you know how a lot of, of sparring with those the science sith the the sith science peep crew like there's so many half-hearted like oh we're fighting oh we're not actually fighting and then he just kills them so all of them die within like yeah. a span of seconds like the i did really like that one dude who just vader just pushed him off of the <laughs> he just pushed him off the the spaceship and he plummeted into the planet um i thought that was good but there's a lot of build up and it's just like boom 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 vader kills them like that they're not really a problem for him especially when they're one at a time and i'm like i'm fine with vader being the badass being unstoppable because that's what he is you know he is he mm-hmm. is this incredibly powerful guy who's only surpassed by the the emperor at least at this point you know luke luke has not progressed far enough to challenge him and i wish there was a little bit when a couple times take they get catch its breath a little bit more from time to time and let us see a little bit more path pathos from uh from Vader a little bit more of th- that the depth of sadness that you can get from him it, it just does it just very briefly and i think that's i think that's my largest criticism of the book it this isn't bad it's a lot of fun mm. it i i was going to ask you also what do you think about the art sour laraco I mean, it's a little, it's a little dry, but it's very on model, and I think that 
more or less than anything, that's what people want out of a Star Wars comic. Like, I mean, I was going to say Scotty Young or something, but people would probably buy the shit out of a Scotty Young Star Wars comic if it had the right tone. But like the person for the most part, that's not like us. That's like a comic book nerd. That's buying this. They don't, they're not going to know or care who Karen Gillen is. So he's kind of transparent in this. Um, And I think the art is also kind of like, it looks good. It looks serviceable. It looks very on model outside of that. It's not, it's not really, it's there to look like star Wars. Not that there aren't pages and things that happen in it that I'm like, wow, that looks really good, but it's still, it's doing what it needs to to be doing what it needs to be doing. Never feels, that's about it. Never feels too, uh, poserly for you i mean there's stuff like that that's in there like there's that that page that's definitely like a bunch of 3d models of stormtroopers but like it's a different thing when it's star wars and it's supposed to be super on model and maybe i shouldn't care about batman when it's done in the very obvious like that way um but i don't know Batman's a comic. Star Wars is th- th- this is trying to this is a comic book adaptation of a movie. You know, have you ever read any of the old like Batman comic book adaptations of the old movies? Oh no, they look like the fucking movie. I mean, that is a surprise to me. Yeah, I mean, there's not they're not going to get somebody with like a strange style or even like a realistic style, but it's painterly or it's expressive or it's whatever. Like, no, it's like be transparent beyond model and you know get in and get out shut the fuck up who cares <laughs> and that's what this is okay i'm just curious it, the thoughts yeah. i mean i it, the thought struck me multiple times already i'm like well this is it feels you know i could see the the kind of the posed nature of it mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, and it, it it has that it's got that rigidity it doesn't. You know, and, it doesn't necessarily bother me. Like, yeah, I think no. I think the people who read Star Wars comics absolutely want on model. They want Han yes. Solo to look like Han Solo. They want Darth Vader yes. to always look like Darth Vader. They don't want. And it it stands out to me like a sore thumb, like a thing that having drawn a zillion things from photos, I can tell when something looks like it's been drawn from a photo. It's very different versus drawing something from your imagination. Um, and this, this has that and it, like, I can see it from across the room, but like, doesn't mean that it's bad. Like if you're going to draw a fucking Luke Skywalker and it doesn't look like Mark Hamill, then what the fuck are you doing? You know, it's, it's hard to get someone to understand that if it's not like right there in that zone. Right. And I, I mean, I think that is. I think, you know, it is because it's a licensed comic book, I think. Yeah. It, it, and it's based on movies, primarily, that everyone has, you know, when you say Darth Vader, everyone knows what Darth Vader looks like. You, it's, everyone knows what Harrison Ford looks like. You know, you're mm-hmm. not gonna, you're not gonna get as much leniency for, I think, if, if you try and be a little bit more loose with a style, if you try and, try and, uh, you know- you know, the thing that I actually really do like about the look of this is it kind of leans in to the 70s and 80s, 
look like they don't try and church up um, the way his costume looks like it looks like it's made out of weird like down vest padding or whatever in the shit they made it out of like it it looks like that like it looks kind of cheap in the way that the models in star wars looked you know and people have like costumes and style that kind of feels like afra i don't think does afra feels like modern but like those twin characters look very hokey in a way that i could like they look like they look like they're from a, a, a sci-fi movie from the early 80s and i don't know it it feels charming to me it feels in in tune you know in harmony would you recommend this to anyone outside of pre-existing star wars fans i think like that's still a pretty big tent star wars is is like the mcdonald's of nerd properties at this point it's like fucking starbucks you know they'll misspell I, your I, name huh they'll misspell your oh, name yeah yeah darth vader will totally like he'll like write your name in like your chest with his lightsaber and spell it wrong so it's like you're dead and just the insult of your name's wrong it's just it's devastating <laughs> I, I I think that there's you could you could show this to almost any person that can read and they'll get it at this point. Like it's such a well-established property. Like I, I kind of feel like the the default like human position, you know, is people are like, OK, yeah, I like Star Wars. Like I, I feel like more people are, are are like that than are not even even with all the belly aching that there is about it. Yeah, I think it's. I, I mean, I Darth Vader is pretty ubiquitous. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's uh, even like um. I I don't know. I I'm sure that they're you know as as we get older and the original trilogy trilogy goes further and further into the past. Um, there's you know less and less kids have seen the original trilogy they probably know the force a week the new trilogy more for good and for ill and that is what it is i think it's fine i mean with disney plus and all that star wars on there now i think most kids will be watching all the star wars anyway but i think that anyone who goes oh darth vader comic i that then you've already, you're already sold. That's already you. Mm-hmm. Like already, you can read this. If if I I'm like if you're going like oh I I like Star Wars. I'm like well I don't know. This is a fun comic with Darth Vader in it. Um, I think that's where it ends though. I don't think I would go the next mile like oh you need to read this. I'd be like oh it's fun. Do you like really like Star Wars? Then it's certainly I, I I'm they I, there are so many star wars comics now marvel makes so many star wars comics we barely read them because how could we read all of them there's so guess are you ready for 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 the new trilogy character comic books eric because there's an avalanche of them coming oh um, certainly i mean it would be stupid not to uh so it's just very much like well what do i pick well, i'm like well darth vader is so marketable i think that's the thing with this book it's a, and also sometimes the fact that it's not really heavy 
and has all this extra emotional stuff attached to it is actually an easier sell because it's just like a fun, stupid adventure. You mm-hmm. know, like, hey, Darth Vader fights a robot Rancor in this, like a cybernetic giant monster. Yeah. Like, what else do I need to tell you? I feel like it. It it's a little bit like the Mandalorian that way. You know, it's got I mean, this comic doesn't really have simple stakes because it the plot is way more convoluted than it needs to be. But you know, it's it's kind of a foregone con- conclusion. Like the Mandalorian's not going to have a baby getting shot in the face, so you just sort of get to enjoy Star Wars stuff being cool. And at the end of the day, we're all a bunch of dummies. That's all we want. It's a fun time. I think that's going to end. It's a fun comic book. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need to be more than that, though. Doesn't need to. No. It's it's, it, it's nothing too more advanced than that. But you can, you can have fun watching Darth Vader blow up whole phalanxes of <laughs> X-Wings and fucking kill whole armies of rebels and poor rebels yeah they were getting fucked up yep they were not having a good day don't nope. don't 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 fuck with that dude no turns out facing darth vader is a bad idea don't do that yeah don't do it uh anything you want to add eric Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, eric yes no <laughs> had to get one more in huh yeah uh, that was Darth Vader, Kieran Gill, and Salvador Laraca. Uh, next time, we're going to be reading Sarah, uh, Garth Ennis and Steve Efting. We read uh, the first issue of this. It's been getting kind of rave, rave reviews. We're going to check A out A friend of mine thing. told me it was the best thing he thinks Garth Ennis has ever written. That's saying something. Yeah, the guy can write when he's not, when he's not just like making dick and shit jokes indulging in the worst <laughs> things yeah yeah we're gonna get more of the boys isn't that great no <laughs> no it's not it's bad <laughs> let's just do that instead let's uh, reread no, the boys I, I, no i'm never reading the boys again i'm not really reading anything attached to the boys again no which no no one should no one should I'm not giving it my attention it's earned enough of that um mm-hmm. it's true so Sarah is next time. Garth Ennis, Steve Epting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, that'll do it for us today. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Has links to everything there. Our Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Our Twitter, Twitter at HBC Hour. You email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. If you like the show, please subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you use. Rate it, give it, sub- tell, give it a five star review or whatever it is. Write it, say, "Hey, Hands Boys Comics Hour changed my life." Because they like com- the com. It's probably not a good review to leave. Don't leave that review. I mean, you can just be like, "These guys are very funny, and I like listening to their bad opinions." Yes, their bad opinions are good, are fun. Yep. That's the best. That's all I aim for, really. Um, I mean, what else is there? Yes. Um, this, is, this is this is the world we live in now. Yep. Tell your friends, all that good stuff. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Norman, and my website is RobbieNorman.com, including links to my other podcasts. And you can purchase my novels there. My newest novel, Underneath, is a story of a frozen terror set in Antarctica for fans of the thing and the terror and people who like old blood and guts body horror. 
Old blood and guts. Old blood and guts body art. I'm a big old fan mm-hmm. of it myself. That's why I wrote this book. You should go buy it. Read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Well, you can see my portfolio at freewillunlimited.com and see the, all, all the other things I get up to online at ericzgoodnight.com. That includes Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, where I'm known on all services as EZ Goodnight. With that, folks, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.